Hello, Jo McDowell here and welcome to the Disruptive Leaders podcast. Today I want to talk about slowing down to speed up. Today I want to talk about um, what it takes to run at a pace over a sustainable period of time. Because if I think back, um, when I was... um, Anytime I've been running at a pace, anytime I've had, you know, spin a lot of plates, um, it might have been with the team, it might have been in a project, it might have been just life and generally, you know, we've all got, you know, whether it's family, friends, you've then got, you know, potentially kids, you've then got, you know, work, which is like a myriad of things like plates or spinning. Um, And if you're anything like me, you've got, you know, a real desire to kind of keep all of those plates spinning well without dropping any of them, without smashing any of them, Um, which means that you've got to keep them spinning at a fast pace. Um, And I once thought I was invincible. I once thought that I could keep this pace going. I can spin as many plates as you like. No matter what life throws at me, I um, I can keep them all going. Um, I've realized over time that that's um, simply not true. Um, certainly not in my case. Um, and because I've got so many ideas and because I've wanted to try and do so many things, whether it's, you know, delivering, um, you know, a strategy and work or whether it's, you know, be the very best wife or friend that, that you can be and be there. And there's always tons to do. And so what I realized was that, um, I was, I, I was trying to do, I think too much and had potentially unrealistic expectations. I'll never forget one conversation I had when I bought my first house with Mark. Um, and we were decorating and there was like, I had a list size of, you know, uh, um, a very long list. Um, it was one of those lists that could potentially branch off into other lists. Um, and I remember I was like, right, okay, so we've got to, you know, paint this and I've got to do, you know, the windows and I've got to do this and this. And Mark said to me, he was like, you do realise you're never going to get to the bottom of your list. And I was like, no, 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 that's simply not true. I will, I will. Um, never did. Um, he was right. Um, so so the, the challenge that I seem to have is that I seem to be built with an innate um, um, desire to run at a pace, no matter what I'm doing, um, and to think that I could continue running at this pace for some time. And... Um, so in work, for example, I would, you know, I'd always get back to people. I never wanted people to, uh, you know, for me to make a commitment to not get back to people. I always wanted to, um, you know, uh, uh, help people. So if anybody ever came to me, I would, I would give them time, um, you know, which meant that my stuff could potentially build up because if you've got a team and they need your help, then, then that's what your, your purpose is in life, isn't it? To make sure that they, they, you know, you unlock them, you unstick them to make sure that they, they can achieve what they want to achieve. But it, it may be that you have to spend more hours because you've, you've given your day to other people and, I maybe not um, spent the time doing the important things on your list. Um, so I, I always wanted to make sure that um, I was available, but also that people were aware of what I was doing. So no surprises, which meant a lot of engagement, a lot of um, a lot of chatting to people and checking in with people, um, just keeping every uh, all of those plates spinning. So. You know, from an external perspective, um, you know, I'd be like, have these these plates spinning and, and all of these calls and meetings and projects and, and outside, you know, trying to look after myself and, my, you know, husband and family. And 
I actually wasn't looking looking after myself uh, at all. So what what tended to happen with me was that I'd focus externally on all of the things that I felt dutiful and duty bound to do, and always. You know, I don't know, maybe a societal conditioning that we think that work is more important than us. Work is more important than our health, our, our physical health, our mental health. Um, that, you know, the, the payment of the bills, if I don't, you know, if I don't clear my inbox down to zero or if I don't, you know, answer that one last email. Um, it always came, I, I suppose, at the expense of, of my health. I never really found the ability to, to do everything. Yeah, to focus on work to the highest level um, and then also focus on me to the highest level, um, which meant that over time, I, you know, it started to, running out of pace, started to affect my, my decision making, started my, you know, my, my head started to get full and heavy and clouded. I started to um, have lower energy. I started to question myself more, um, which is something that I don't do very often. But I could feel that my energy was getting lower. I could feel that, you know, I was struggling to drag my ass out of bed. I could feel my motivation was starting to wane because I was trying to spill all of these plates and not probably not looking after myself. And, and so one morning I had a word with myself. Uh, one morning I kind of sat up in bed and, and, and thought to myself, it was almost like a virtual shake. It was like, Joanne, you are... You are you are not in a good place. What's going on? You know, you, you, I could see the I could see the symptoms, but I was like, seriously, girl, you need to you need to have a word. I knew that this with this wasn't how I wanted to feel, so I knew that I needed to figure out what to do to get myself back. But it's, I don't know if you've ever found this. It's quite difficult when you're when you're trying to do so much, trying to achieve so much. You're not looking after yourself. You kind of get yourself into a little bit of a, well, I got myself into a little bit of a spin um, of the downward variety. Um, and so I was like, right, come on. So I got my, um, I have a, like a, a morning journal where, you know, I just every, you know, every now and again, I just, I get it out and I write. Um, and I write to see what's going on in my head because what tends to happen is that I, my thoughts are just so quick and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep going, keep going, keep going. But actually by stopping and pausing and reflecting and giving me time for me to just see what's going on in this soup that was my, that was my thoughts at the time. So I started to write and, and, you know, when I, when I, when I, when I journal, when I know that things aren't right and I don't know how to fix them, I need to like I say, I have a word for myself, but I need to understand what's going on for me before I can then do the right thing to get me back to being me. And this this particular morning, I, I started to write, I was like, okay, so what's, you know, and, and, and I would ask myself, I'd write to myself the questions, you know, so, as if I'm talking to the, to, to the page, what's going on for you? And I'd be like, well, <laughs> and start to write. Two and a half hours I was there for this one morning, and there was a lot going on in my head. And, you know, and this is, you know, this is about, you know, six o'clock in the morning, so before work started. Um, and I just was writing and writing and writing, and it was intriguing and very, very insightful because what it allowed me to do is, you know, my, my pen was being directed by my thoughts, but 
you know, I, I really saw what was going on in my head because I was just allowing myself to write and asking myself these series of, these series of questions to help myself to get more clarity. So after this, you know, session um, with myself in terms of, you know, writing and writing, I was like, okay, so I let myself marinate for, for, for a day. And I was like, all right, let, let that sink in. Um, let that, you know, kind of settle. And then the next day I was like, okay, so I went back and I reread it. And I don't, I don't normally reread my journal, but this was a particular um, exercise that I did because I needed to take action, didn't know what kind of action, because I didn't know what the cause, the causes were, and therefore I couldn't see clearly what to do. So after this um, reflection I, and this journaling, I went back and I was like, right, so the next day we read it, um, and I was like, right, okay, I need to start looking after myself a little bit more. How do I do that? And so when I was, I started to think, what what is it that when I'm firing, when I am you know, um, feeling top of the world when I'm full of bubbles. What am I doing? And so I came up with eight things. I kind of, I split it out into like a wheel um, with like eight different sections. So, you know, one was, uh, you know, one was, one was sleep, one was yeah, meditation, mindfulness. Another one was exercise. All of the things which I knew that um, are good for me. But there's a difference between knowing what is good um, for you and also um, knowing um, what you should what you should be doing. And so the difficulty is that when you know what you should be doing, you don't always do it. Oh, I wasn't anyway. <laughs> so I, I laid out these eight areas and I was like, right, okay, these are the eight things that Joe needs to do to get herself back to being top form. Um, um, energized, less stressed, um, more clear in terms of head. These are the eight things. How the hell am I going to do all of this? You know, because, you know, big, hairy, audacious goal, knowing that this would be helpful, knowing what works for Joe, how the hell am I going to do it? So I set myself a personal challenge. I was like, right, because I don't really want to do any of this, but I know that this is good for me, I'm going to commit to, wait for it, five whole minutes for each one that I'd chosen. Five whole minutes for each one. So I realised that if I wanted to exercise and if I started, you know, with half an hour of a particular, you know, half an hour going for a run, that's never going to happen daily. I'm going to look at that and find something else to do. <laughs> so I was like, right, just five minutes, Joe. So over those, you know, those eight things, so, you know, it might have been um, journal, it might have been meditate, it might have been, you know, um, a bit of yoga, um, it might have been, you know, before bed, it might have been um, committing to get to bed by a certain time every morning, whatever, whatever you know, on my, on my eight things. I was like, right, just for five minutes. So the first week, I was like, right, this is the week. First week, um, did not go to plan. Why? Because um, I was doing things at the wrong time. Um, I wasn't in the right headspace. It was tough, right? You're starting to start my own personal challenge. I was trying to create new habits, trying to get myself back to bubbles. But um, it's hard from a standing start, hence the five-minute commitment across eight areas. So the first week, I was learning about you know what, what to do in what order and when I would do these things. So, for example... Um, 
uh, I, I was like, right, I need to do the most important and difficult thing first. That was exercise to me. So I was like, right, okay. So I get up and be doing squats and everything. I'd hate it. So then I realized I was like, oh, okay. So one of my other things was, you know, listening to positive uh, videos like Tony Robbins or Marissa Pia, Jim Rohn, those kind of guys. So I'd, I'd, I'd double bubble and I'd link my um, exercise with my positivity um, uh, YouTubing, which meant that I was focusing not on, on the fact that I was not liking exercise. I was focusing on the fact that I was learning at the same time as doing something that I didn't want to do. And I was doing that first to make sure I got it out of the way so I couldn't find an excuse later in the day. <laughs> so, my, so, the, so the first week was a little bit rubbish. Um, second week was far better. Second week, I got into a groove. I was I was looking forward to doing my five minutes. I got my patter down. Um, third week again, really, I was flying. I was really, really enjoying it. Why? Because a, I was feeling proud that I was um, that I was doing this. That I would set myself a target and a commitment. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't doing all eight of them every single day. I think it took me until the sixth week. It took me until the sixth week to actually do all eight in one day. Yeah, so I wasn't I wasn't trying to achieve perfection. I was just starting on things that I knew would be good for me that I obviously hadn't been doing because otherwise I wouldn't have got myself in, in you know, tried to run at a pace and, and got myself um, uh, low on energy. So the fourth week, I was like, this is amazing. I love this. I was so proud of myself because I'd, I'd identified, I'd stopped, pause and reflected about what was going on for me. I'd identified where I wanted to be, how I wanted to feel. I'd set myself a challenge, a plan um, in terms of how to get there. And I'd actually executed it. Like I say, not across all, all eight areas, at once um but I was giving myself a break I was like Joe you're trying to create a new habit this is fantastic the challenge came I was like right okay that's four weeks um what can I do now so I set myself another personal challenge I was like this this monthly challenge has been so um so brilliant um it's it's helped me to feel much much better I'm exercising more I'm meditating more I'm being much more mindful listening to birds watching planes watching clouds um I'm doing yoga you know I'm doing sun salutations in the morning I'm doing you know a little bit of nidra at night uh, before I go to bed I'm feeling so much better what can I do next and what I didn't realise was I set myself another personal challenge, this time around um, uh, starting to do podcasts more, starting to write more, starting to think about how I could help um, other individuals more. The challenge was that because I focused and shifted my focus and discipline onto something else, what that meant was that all of the stuff that I've been doing slowly but surely started to stop. Not, not immediately, but over time... And so I realised, you know, I got like three, three, four weeks into my second personal challenge. I was like, Joe, you haven't done, you know, where is your commitments that you made in that first month? You felt great. You were feeling amazing. But in typical Joe style, I was like, yeah, but I want to do this and I'm all in and I'm passionate about doing this as well. What I realised was I was trying to do too much. I was trying to, again, spin too many plates, which the irony is that that got me into um, a bad place at the start. So I was like, okay, I <laughs> needed to check in with myself again. I was like, all right, let's have another word with yourself. What do you need to do? And so I realized it wasn't the fact that I wasn't achieving everything over all the different areas. The fact was I recognized what was going on for me. I recognized that I was, I'd, I'd started a better pattern and I recognized when I was getting out of that pattern and that for me was massive because all of a sudden it made me realize that 
by stopping, pausing and reflecting, by identifying where I wanted to be, by building a plan, by executing it, but then by going off kilter a little bit, all of a sudden I'd recognise that I was going off kilter and I had to then, um, I could do something about it. I recognised how I performed better throughout this whole process. And then I recognised when I started to veer off and get excited about something else and focus on something else, that I needed to bring myself back to make sure that the commitment that I'd made at the start of, of investing in me to make sure that I could spin plates and run at a pace, but I was doing so and also looking after myself so that over time I would have longevity. Um, I was so proud of myself for that realisation. I was so proud of myself for investing in me, investing in something, giving myself a break when I was, it wasn't really working. But then when I started to come back off again, when I started to focus on something else and get excited, I, I brought myself back. And that's, that has given me, that's been one of the biggest personal transformations um, that I've had of late, recognising that you know, by, by giving myself time before work to focus on me, not getting up and starting the emails, not getting up and starting the calls, not getting up and thinking about work, but thinking about working on me, by doing that, it's really had a positive impact on my health, on my mindset. It's enabled me both physically and mentally to get my, to start getting myself into a better state which is then has a positive impact on my team, um, then has a positive impact on, um, on my organisation, then has a positive impact um, on, on my family and, and friend connections. You know, Mark has noticed that I'm um, in a much better place. Why? Because I deliberately knew and felt that I was, I was wobbling. I deliberately stopped and paused and reflected to figure out what was going on for me in that point, where I wanted to be. And then figuring out what I needed to do about it. And and by seeing those patterns, recognising those patterns, it's really given me an understanding that Joe needs to commit, commit to, to Joe, <laughs> to enable Joe to spin plates and run at the pace she wants to and to, you know, um, achieve everything that she wants to achieve across so many different areas. It's physically impossible um, to do everything in the time frame that Joe um wants to do it so what joe needs to do is take stock and recognize that she is the most important thing because without her mindset being in a good place without her physical health and mental health being in a good place then then i'm i'm no good to anyone <laughs> so it's made me um wake up almost and i do this i go through cycles you know i get it and i nail it and i feel brilliant and then life takes over and I start coming out of it. But now, now that I've got like a little wheel of eight things that I know I should be doing, and um, you know, how many have I done this morning already? So I've done my gratitude, my perfections, my intentions. I've journaled this morning. I've done my, you know, my affirmations, my visualization. I've done my sun salutations and my yoga. And now I'm doing a podcast to you guys. So actually, my, you know, I haven't done them all and uh, everything that I, 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 I want to do. But then that's cool, right? Because it's not about doing everything, it's about doing what's right for you in small steps mean big impact. Small steps over time mean compound effects. They're, you know, it's the marginal gains, it's the 1% improvement. And if we can start to invest in ourselves every day for like five minutes a day to start. Oh, and by the way, I was, you know, after four weeks, I was not just doing five minutes. Um, 
I was I was doing much longer in, in some of those areas. Why? Because I was enjoying it. Because my state was better. My mindset was better. I was feeling better. It was breeding, you know, positivity back. So I just wanted to share today because I I by stopping and pausing, reflecting, it 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 makes a massive difference in 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 terms of um, my effectiveness. So thank you for listening. Um, stay safe. Stay awesome. And I'll speak to you soon.